Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. is not to come third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. We are competing to win. For a victory. All right, we've just finished round nine in F1, Silverstone Grand Prix. Uh, actually managed to turn it on a bit. My name's Josh. I'm Brenton. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just when you've got people complaining about... Uh, well, VJ Malaya told Bernie he needed to uncrap F1. We did too, yeah. Um, it managed to turn up a, a bit of an interesting race. It was brilliant. Um, you hear the press about F1 being, or the negative press in F1's been a big uh, factor these days, especially with the the uncrap F1 meeting that was held uh, last week, I think, or during the week or, or last week, whichever one it was. Um, it was really good to see the British fans. Um, one of the... Have they been there since the original? The original... Formula One Let's Grand Prix. With that, yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. Pass it around as fact now. The English fans won't deny it. But um, it was good to see that it's giving, well, I wouldn't say Bernie, but whoever's going to take control next, uh, the impression that it's not best to go to countries where governments are trying to buy um, sort of favours and mm. popular sort of votes because they've got pretty shit human rights records. But anyway, stick it where the fans want it and they're going to appreciate it. The other thing which I think we have to give the English fans credit for this, we like to give them a lot of shit and... Um, and we still will, but you've had the Formula E Grand Prix, which is a cracker, a uh, championship mm. deciding weekend in the middle of London. You've got uh, Wimbledon going on. You've got the Ashes have just started, and they've packed out the first practice of Formula One. Yeah, it's like Melbourne. Um, yeah. They've just decided, look, the weather's a bit shit, but it's London, that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, we'll rock up anyway. And I tell you what, I don't think anyone walked away from any of those disappointed. No. Um, especially if you like seeing Nick Kyrgios do his nana at everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. We've got, we've got to give the British fans um, a well-deserved round of applause for that one. So, well done, guys. And, yeah, don't expect yeah. too many nice things being said about you. But well, we Unfortunately, Ash is about to start. So, you know, you can probably end right there. Uh, you guys are going to get smashed. Yeah, we'll be doing an Ashes podcast as well. So, if you get sick of the on-field misery, or if you want to make our eat, eat our own words, then listen in. Yeah, I'll bet a cherry ripe on... Uh, Australia to win every match. Oh, we're betting pints all day. Pints all day. <laughs> but anyway, back on to Silverstone. Yeah. Um, Quali really didn't throw up that many surprises. Um, no. You know, the, the guys that are missing out, Mary and Stevens, uh, Button, Alonso, Felipe Nasa, he had trouble all weekend with his uh, engine unit. Yeah. But um, looking at Mary, 1.39 is his quali time. And when you're looking at pole, is a 132. And they're looking after their tyres at that time. Yeah. You're kind of thinking, fuck me, where is Marusha going to go? Exactly, and you look at, I mean, they had an extra sponsor on this weekend, I think, it was yep. Body Flex or... Body yeah, no, they've, Fit or something they've like actually that. Um, done okay getting sponsorships. They have done well, yeah. And yeah. I guess, um, you know, when the camera's on the leader, and they're getting lapped by the leader the most, yeah. they're probably trying to translate that into sponsorship dollars, which, yep. you know, it, even, I mean, it's hard uh, to do. even on the last car at F1, <laughs> you're still getting in front of 
you know, 100 million people. Yeah, I mean, you look at the McLaren, that's pretty barren with sponsorship at the moment, and they've had a downturn in form. So oh, just the, the barren McLaren. Yep, just um, sort of attracting any sort of new sponsors to Formula 1 is a great effort from Marussia. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure at the start of the season, I canned them as just um, trying to appease creditors and make it worthwhile to sell. But uh, completely wrong on that one. I think Graham Loden down there has been doing an excellent job. Um, but maybe maybe they are still trying to put a value in it and sell it, but it's going to be a worthwhile buy at least. Well, maybe... Um Old Graham's just trying to get himself a better job. If because right. if I can smash this out, yep. he can then uh, send the resume to McLaren and say, "Look, boys, here's what I did with this piece of shit." Well, that's pretty fair reasoning too. He'd get a pay, he'd get a pay rise, bloody oath. And I mean, you saw uh, McLaren get a bullier from Lotus after he did a pretty good job there, and they've sunk him right in the shit. So <laughs> maybe Lotus will take it from Bernie or something, put his resume in for that one. Yeah, in fairness, like you can only polish and glitter a turd so far. Yeah, and I think the real story with qualifying as well was. Um, the sort of strict policy on it adhering to the track limits. I can't remember what turn it was, but Charlie Whiting started, or was it Charlie Whiting or Nigel Mansell? I can't remember who Mansell. was in charge of that. And yeah, he was a driver steward, but I can't remember who does the deleting. Um, anyway, they started deleting <laughs> track times like they were threads on F1 technical or something. Yeah, I think um, Mansell, he doesn't mind a bit of a pint. And I think yeah. um, I think the moustache might have taken over. I mean, he speaks like he's about eight deep permanently. <laughs> but uh, you can imagine him going... Nah, nah, fuck him. Nah, nah, nah. The stuff, I fuck the stuff, and I can't even fucking say it. Nah, that was never all right in my days. <laughs> and he just got. To, I can imagine him and Coulthard having a couple of quiet brews. I'd like to see him and Arriva Benny talk to each other. I think they'd seriously bore each other to sleep just with the sound <laughs> of their voice. Actually, I think um, Coulthard and Mansell probably took the same helmet size too. I think I think they're more likely to fight if they ever had a pint together, <laughs> as opposed to have a conversation. Yeah, but. I'm pretty sure DC is not a huge fan of Mansell but, and But they're Just because they're going to fight doesn't mean they don't like each other. Well, one's Scottish and one's English, so well, I can go for it. It'll be almost like your um, champion of Britain or whatever the fuck you... I don't know. If they're still in Britain, I don't know. Stay in the Isles and the UK or that shit. Yeah, it's like the Irish. You know, you can belt the piss out of each other and then drink afterwards, or you can drink first and then belt the piss out of each other. The order doesn't really matter. That's exactly right. But in the end, there's violence, alcohol, and maybe some sobbing and singing songs and cheering fans yeah and then they can both gang up on the Americans or something yeah so we saw um, Ricardo got his final time deleted because um, he exceeded the track limits it would have put him in, in seventh I think um, ahead of Kvyat but wasn't to be exceeded the track limits um, dropped down to tenth but yeah all around a shit for weekend for Danny Rick yeah it was and um, I expected you know a bit better from Red Bull but it was a bit hard when your car just stops working but yeah um, you know, 7th and 10th, I think they, they'd they be disappointed, but they wouldn't be surprised, if that makes sense. Well, it just seems that Renault just aren't interested anymore. Um, yeah. When they were winning, uh, Carlos Gosen yeah. was in charge of Red Bull. He was fronting the media every chance he got. He was trying to get every microphone in front of his face. And he was turning up. So Yeah, and now that they're you know struggling, he just seems to not give a shit, which um, it seems like for the last few years, when Red Bull was winning, he kept trying to, all right, we're winning, can we win with less? Yeah. And then can we win with less? Can we win yeah. with less? And until the downward uh, spiral in resources meant that when every other team caught up and the rules changed, yeah. they didn't have the resources to adapt. So now they're getting smashed, and he's like, what, I have to spend more money again? Yeah. No, yeah. no, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll just keep it as it is, and we'll be fine. So yep. that's not the way this shit works. I, I have no idea how some of these administrators get their jobs. Yeah. They must just suck dick like hoovers. Well, especially, they, they never capitalised on the marketability of winning four drivers and four constructors championships and I think Red Bull were a bit disappointed in that as well it's like we've together we've achieved this and 
don't see any special Asian car or anything like that. But no, no, it's a fucking Renault. Time, but like, what is the sportiest Renault you can think of? <laughs> you say, look, Mister Newey, you uh, get down here and design a car for us, and we'll slap a Vettel sticker on it, and where we go. I have no idea why they didn't Easy do that. that. I think they did a, a Vettel edition of some of the, one of the little hatches. But who gives yeah. a fuck about that? Exactly right. I think, I think it was an, an Infinity, a Vettel Infinity or something like that. It looked like... I think it was the Q60. It looked like a rip-off of uh, fucking Victoria Beckham's Land Rover. Yeah, thing. it wasn't, wasn't pretty. Um, Infinity don't have that hot car yet. Their Q80 comes out next year, I believe. Yeah. And that looks pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but it, a lot of their cars are just meh. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. And um, I mean, you're not doing yourself any favours nowadays. Uh, going so shit. There's so many other cars in the Renault stable. I mean, what if you ended up going to Nissan and said, all right, we're doing a Vettel edition GTR? That motherfucker would fly. <laughs> yeah, I don't reckon the Japs would be too keen on letting the Germans get a hand of their, or naming one of their GTRs after a German. They don't give a shit. Um, especially if they get to have a look at uh, some of the other tech they can see over in Germany. Oh, they probably already are. Probably got spies going on and all sorts of shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're running the, the micro-technology. Yeah, just well, building cars aren't going so well for then again, last time the Japanese the friends. Japanese and Germans teamed up. The world wasn't really a fan of that sort of shit. I don't know. I've seen lots of movies about it. You know, they have a day for it every year. <laughs> yeah, it ended with a bang. Yeah, we that celebrate a it. It's a celebration. But, you know, at least something good to come out of it. Can you imagine, a, even if Vitelli is a bit of a tit, he could probably make a GTR that was even more exciting than the current one if that's possible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you just probably take all the traction control off it and get it sideways. <laughs> I think the difference is you could strip just about everything out of the GTR, and it'd be just as good because of the driver. That's yeah. it. It's pretty much made. It's pretty much made like the electronic assistance makes you able to be a Formula One driver just about. And I'm basing that on just assumption and PlayStation, really. But oh, um, that's, that's all I'm basing on. It's <laughs> a Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, we saw uh, Sainz Junior. Did pretty well, actually, yeah. in qualifying up in eighth. <coughs> He's having a good season. But he again, uh, he and Verstappen are just suffering so badly because they're smashing the major, the big team, Red yeah. Bull. But then the car dies in the race. Yeah. And the thing is, Verstappen, he's sort of taken a lot of the credit because he's, he's so young and so people were a bit surprised having a back paddle on, on things they said pre-season about him. So <laughs> I think that's kind of just put signs in the shadow a bit. But I think he's been more consistent than Verstappen. He's I kept his he's nose been a bit more cleaner. Yeah, it looks but mind like, you, Verstappen's 17, so fuck yeah, this, me. this is true. And um, and look, I'm, I'm not against Verstappen for the attitude, the way he's approached it, because I think... Um, You've got to, if you're going to be successful. And that's the attitude you're looking for in drivers. So, you know, I mean, I don't particularly like it, but I understand, you know, it's just the way it's got to be. Actually, it was a funny thing from him when they were talking about the um, Grand Prix Drivers Association. Yeah. And he said, I'm not going to be a member. I don't care what they say. Yeah. Uh, I'm not paying them. And they asked him why, you know, they, they're they trying to improve safety. They're trying to um, get things happening. Yeah. And he said, well, you know, I have to pay them and I don't see them doing much. And if I go in there, are they going to listen to a 17-year-old boy? Yep. No. Uh, you know, I can't imagine Fernando Alonso, Kimi Raikkonen, yeah. uh, you know, Sebastian Vettel talking, yeah. and then up pops uh, Verstappen with, oh, actually, I think we should do it this way. They'd be like, shut the fuck up, Junior, and sit down. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree, because I think, I think he just about is Fernando Alonso 15, 20 years ago. How old's Fernando these days? 34? So. Yeah, 34. Yeah, he's like a younger... Because, I, I mean, Alonso was a bit of an arsehole when he was younger, when he was first coming up. He's a bit of an arsehole now. Yes, yeah, it's true. Even the nicest F1 guys, which I put Danny Ricciardo up there, you yeah. have to have that bit of arsehole. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, as soon as you put that helmet on, mm-hmm. you need to be like, nah, fuck everyone else, I'm going at it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, the, actually, in the in the race itself, the one who didn't, I thought was Bottas. Uh, yep. He didn't have enough arsehole about him. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, let's move on to the race then. Um, yeah. So it was the start, wasn't it, that sort of um, played at everyone's hands. He had uh, Lewis complaining about his was a tire, tire temperature. Yeah, but that's under his control. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. It just seems uh, says a lot about the headspace in the warm lap when you're going into it, and especially where you're, they're changing the rules um, from next race, I think, or no, from August to um, completely manual starts, so mm. no assistance. So these things are going to become more and more important is how you get the tyres up to temperature on the outlap or your, your siding lap. Mm. And um, wow, Williams just blitzed them, both of them. They've had good starts for a long time yeah. and Massa's ability to smash that one, yep. it just looked fantastic. Uh, Remind me of Alonso in the Ferraris when yes. he was doing that. Yeah, he, he had some brilliant starts. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it seems like McLaren's stuck in reverse at the moment. Yeah. But yep. uh, that was... With McLaren, this is the pain they knew they'd have. Yeah. But I think um, they kind of thought there'd be a little bit more brightness and speckles on there. They yeah. thought they'd be fighting for points instead of celebrating a point. Yeah, yep. But uh, look, it, it's the way it's going to be. And next year, I reckon they'll be coming back. But for this race, they had one that fucking sucked. Yeah. Um, it was going the first instant, wasn't it? Yeah, the first corner, the um, Maldonado and Grosjean hit caused yeah. the two McLarens to come together and Alonso hitting for a nose cone. I think it was Ricardo getting a bit out of shape there, I reckon, after race. I um, won't have I, you besmirch my good mate Ricardo's yeah, name. I, I didn't see it, so I'm just saying that's what they were saying. And, you know, drivers are full of shit most of the time, so I wouldn't uh, believe him. But, yeah, apparently you got to be out of shape and that caused a bit of a chain reaction between the two Lotuses. But the thing is, that's I, the I same as I same as think, every other race ever. I don't think Maldonado and Grosjean need any encouragement to get out of shape. No, not at all. I mean... Both of them are wasting more money than Greece Treasury at the moment. So Jesus Christ! I tell you what, if Greece went into carbon fibre panel beating, yeah. they could recover half their debt in a couple of races. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they've lost it to invest in that same shit as well. <laughs> Just send a Greek guy around. I was like, my friend, he will fix. You. That was a terrible Greek. That was more Italian, but yeah. Yeah, maybe their Greek friend is Italian anyway. Fuck it, who knows? It's real. It's going on Calabria or something. Um, lap four. Of, um, that's when Verstappen ended up going out. I think. Um. I don't know if it was uh, a fallout from something in that first lap incident, if he somehow got too close to someone, but it looks like he just lost it going straight or just touching the curb or something. And um, I found it funny that, I think it was last week or maybe this week leading up to the race, he was talking to Toro Rosso being the second best car on the grid. As soon as he loses it, going more or less straight, and it's the worst piece of shit machinery ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what we talked about before with uh, Bottas being a bit too nice, I thought yep. that was what happened with uh, Hamilton. Because he's trying to hold Hamilton off, and yeah. they're a bit side by side. Uh, you see when they're pulling into the the uh, S-Benz, yep. he gave Hamilton far too much room. Yeah, I and agree. And didn't yeah. close the door. Yeah. Which is, you know, if you want to be the nice guy, that's fine. But Hamilton didn't fucking return the favour. Yeah, and he never would. No. Uh, look, you have to have that sort of competitive nature. Yeah. You don't want to bump the dude off the road, but you need to make him believe that that gap's going to close. If he's not on the road, it's good for you. So, I mean, and you get you get mm. the, the right. If you're in front like that, you've got the right to take the proper racing line, which was coming out of that corner and pushing him off the road. But then you had to keep that line and not try and go back on the racing line because that's what screwed him was that yeah. you're not going fast enough to warrant that being a faster line. And in the end, he did manage to stick past Hamilton, but uh, he was getting held up by Massa. And yeah. there was a bit of talk in the commentary, you know, should they let him through or whatever. It did seem like Bottas had the pace and he could yeah. have made the move stick. Yeah. But uh, for whatever reason, they said, no, stay back, stay back. And when they finally released him, uh, the tyres were too even 
and he couldn't get the move done. Yeah, yeah. Um, Plus, Massa, he's been around a bit. He, he's seen all the tricks. Exactly right. And if there's anyone who's familiar with team order, it's going to be Massa. So. Yeah, the problem was they, they did it exactly wrong. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. if you're going to let people go, let them go at the start. Yeah. And, you know, they can sort out their own order. Yeah. But as it was, by having Bottas held back at the start, yeah. uh, it meant that he was pushing all over uh, Massa and yeah. allowing Hamilton to catch up. Yeah. And then once they said, oh, if you can t- pass him, then Massa had to go defensive, which yeah. slows up both of them, which means that Hamilton catches up again. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, if Williams are looking for a race strategist, I'm available. <laughs> um, I'd make no guarantees, but I'll tell you what, you guys made every wrong decision this weekend. That, that's exactly right. I mean, I think that their, their logic of... Um, well, pe- people have been talking about team orders a lot after this race, and... Regardless if you're for team orders or against team orders, this was the wrong call. Because if you're for team orders, the order should have been to allow Valtteri through and then they could help each other pull away like that. Or drop Valtteri back. Have him defend yeah. Hamilton. Like, one way or the other. Yeah. Because what you want, ideally, is a one-two finish. Yeah. And that's not going to happen while both racers are racing each other and holding each other up. Yeah. They need to either let the faster guy through and the slower guy backs the pack up a little bit. Yeah. Or vice versa. Um, the slower guy goes ahead, conserves tyres a little bit, lets them catch up, and Bottas holds up Hamilton and Rosberg. Because yeah. as soon as you back Hamilton and Rosberg, you know they're going to fight. Yeah. But as it was, they gapped Rosberg and let Hamilton all over their ass. Yeah. So, I don't know. They, it makes no sense to me. And uh, I would tell you what, I would be scared of Claire Williams on a rampage. She seemed like she'd have a bit of fire and brimstone about her bloody oath and I mean the logic for it was they were saying let's not overtake this word together and pull away I think they've been watching too much Tour de France because this is yeah. not how it works no especially, especially when you're already in the DRS zone well especially when the people you're trying to pull away from built your engine yeah like kind of they probably got the same engine as you I reckon maybe better well it's not going to be worse but it, it it just didn't make much sense and look it, I I don't know why I, I dare say Frank Williams had a few things to say about it too. I don't know if anyone understood them, but yeah. he would have had a few things to say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, then again, it could have been coming from him, so maybe everyone just shut the fuck up when that one didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they just told him, yeah, totally worked well, boss. Uh, another one-two finish. We did yeah. well. That's and- the uh, ninth of the year. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were talking about um, the team radio and they're saying it's too late to overtake now. You can see... Valtteri almost pulled alongside him. It was like, he could have ordered a cheeseburger and fries from him. It was that close. Yeah. But, oh, with the start, how good was Hulkenberg? Oh, yeah. Like, Gunned it. Uh, Williams did brilliantly, but Hulkenberg went from ninth to fifth. Yeah. And just cut through them like a knife. And yep. Fully committed. He he is doing fucking fantastically since his uh, WEC win. Yeah. He's, he's driving way above the potential of that car. Um, but he, he needs a better car. Yeah. Uh, put him in a better car next year. Uh, I, I I have no clue why any team wouldn't want him. He, he has yep. just shown um, reliability, ambition, tenaciousness, yeah. and just that uh, that determination to make it happen. Yep. And the team could have got him for cheap before this season. Well, I still think you will get him for cheap because he just wants to be in a good car. Yeah, that's true. I think if you went to him and said, look, we're not going to pay you shit, but we'll give you a ride in a Merc and we'll, yeah. Rosberg's twist his ankle or some bullshit. I don't yeah. Know. Um, <laughs> Or a Ferrari. I, I dare say he'd jump at the chance. Exactly. Oh, he's German as well, so... Yeah, I, I think... Um, I think he's probably going to get shut out, though. I can't see Mercedes moving, and if Ferrari get another driver in, it's probably going to be Bottas, Ricardo, one of yeah. those guys. Yeah. 
But uh, so, but I think it'll happen for the Hulk. I think he's got a good chance. He just needs to keep plugging away. Definitely. And I mean, that's one of the good things coming through is uh, we always complain about the pay drivers getting too much opportunity. But it's good to see a couple that are uh, getting through the cracks like uh, Bottas and... Well, I mean, Ricardo had a pretty strong driver program coming through. But makes it interesting for the good drivers that are waiting in the wings, which we'll get onto that McLaren in a bit. But um, um, what's happened? That's all right. Um, once they finally gave the order that uh, Rosberg, not Rosberg, Bottas was allowed to overtake Massa, um, Massa using the tear-off strips like their banana peels. <laughs> yeah, he did a bit <laughs> of the Mario Kart thing, didn't he? Wow, well, it's a bit of a wily veteran move, isn't it? Look, I don't think that should be looked at at all. Nah. But I do think that's a very veteran move. That's yep. uh, Schumacher-esque. Yeah, that's just, oh, I went close to you. Wow, I've got a few bugs in my visor now. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he didn't throw the glove out. I think yeah. he thought about it. Yeah. But um, look, it's one of those moves that, while probably technically against the spirit of uh, good competition for yeah. all old boy, yeah, that spirit was never really alive yeah. anyway. He's so old to be playing that shit now. He's like, I don't give a fuck. What are you going to yeah. do? Especially when... Um, he has had a shit few years. Yeah. And when he, he saw that chance at the top step, he's like, I'm fucking taking this. Yep. And as as he should have too. I mean... Do you it, reckon if they told him to pull over and let Bottas pass, he would have done it? Or would he be like, uh, sorry, radio, um, can't hear? I think maybe he would have uh, begrudgingly done it, but it wouldn't... It would, he would have made it easy, but he would have been saying, I'm sticking on his gearbox, and when he doesn't get away from me, I'm taking him back again. Yeah, which, you know, that was probably a fair enough call, but I think Bottas would have gapped him, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then next defining moment in the race was the Hamilton undercut. Yeah, that's it. Because they managed to hold each other up, yeah. when uh, Hamilton pitted from third, he managed to get both of them. Yeah, but there's also a bit of funny buggers from Merck as well, trying out a fake pit stop. Yes. That's, that's a bit cheeky. I did see uh, Susie Wolf came out and said, you know, who are you trying to fool yeah. uh, to Toto? So, look, technically you're supposed to punish that. You're not allowed to go out uh, and set up a pit stop yeah. unless your guys are actually coming in. Yeah. But, you know, it was very early in the window, so I, I don't see it being a big deal. They didn't block anyone's access to the yeah. garage, you know, being the last garage. Yeah. So, you know, I, I actually don't mind the mind games on it, as long as you're not blocking anyone's access. Exactly right. As long as you're not physically getting the road of anyone's um, uh, race, yeah. that, that pit box is yours. I yeah. think you do whatever the fuck you want in that pit box. <laughs> Otherwise, it's I yours. think uh, most other... Like, if you're a Ferrari and you're next to Mercedes yeah. in the pit boxes, well, I think it was Red Bull next to Mercedes, anyway, yeah. um, you'd have someone out there 24-7 just so yeah, they exactly. can't pull in easy. Yeah. Um, maybe leave a few spare tyres or tools around Yeah, you'd have some big Italian gesticulating there, <laughs> you know, an opera or something, make it as wide as possible. <laughs> have a dinner, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the other thing was that there's been lots of complaints about the over-regulation of Formula 1 as well. So I thought it was good that, I mean, technically it was a breach of the rules, but they didn't come down with a heavy hand in that situation because it would have taken something away from the race. Yeah, and... Look, it didn't affect the race at all. Yeah. So at least with the track limits, they didn't qualify. And then the race, they let it go for a lot. They were just saying, look, this is the way it's got to be because you have to respect the race limit. You can't get the advantage from yep. off track. But in the race, you know, if things happen. You've got other things to concern yourself with. And like not dying. That's exactly right. That's an important part to, to winning a race. Yeah, look, F1 drivers have so much to think about. Like, just looking at that yeah. steering wheel, there's like 60 different options yeah. on that fucking thing. And you've got to think about that. And at the start, you've got to think about all the cars around you, what speed you're doing, what gear you're in. Uh, are you over-revving? Are you under-revving? Do you have yeah. front grip, rear grip? Uh, how's the downforce feeling? Yep. Uh, where's my teammate? What the fuck is going on? And I, and then you've got to follow the racing line and then 
trying not to crash into everyone, trying to let them crash into you, trying yep. to brake predictably. There's so many fucking things to think about. I don't think uh, worrying about 30 centimetres of track helps anyone. That's it, yeah. Trying to get that good girl's cans out of your head as well. It's always tough. The other thing, well, Lewis, for everyone except Nico Rosberg. This is true. Um, the other thing, Lewis, he's got a sticker on the front of his helmet. It looks like, sort of, I don't know how to put this, but under the hood of lady parts. Well, Have you seen that one? Yeah. But looks like it's got like a couple of ovaries coming down a uterus in a little badge. But let's be honest, Hamilton's fashion sense pretty much sticks on the uh, knobhead end of the scale. Um, There's a picture I'll put up on Facebook in a bit. He had weird red food glasses with flip-up mirror lenses that he was wearing afterwards, and he generally seems to shop at Dickheads R Us. Yeah, well, now he's, I mean, it was vagina, so now his vagina heads are us, I guess. So. Well, yeah. Um, but look, I think he's wealthy enough that that's considered eccentric. Um, and but, it was, he, but it was right over his mouth, that's what I don't get. And I mean, you've got Nico with um, tampax on his forehead. Yeah. You've, you've got Hamilton with some reproductive diagrams on A his birth mouth. Canal. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on down there at Mercedes, but um, I don't know, maybe the fourth Reich's back. I don't know, maybe Freud's been doing their marketing. Yeah, I mean... Or their painting. Yeah, so just interesting little tidbit there for you. Um, yeah, then that followed in um, Ricardo losing power in his engine, calling it a day. Well, yeah, I mean, that was a, a similar story for most of Renault, really. Most of this year, yeah. Um, well, I only had... Uh, who'd they finish? Poor old Renault. Let's have a look. Um, Kvyat was the only one that finished. For yeah. Renault, they lost out with uh, both Toro Rossos. Sainz Jr. dropped out on 31. He was having a decent race at that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, lapping fairly consistently. Um, and Danny Rick at lap 20, and then Verstappen at lap 3. And I think all three of them were engine-related. Or, you know, the power unit. Um, yeah. Some of them were having issues with the actual um, motor section. Others with the recharge, but... It, and I mean, Sainz having issues trying to figure out where he parks a, a sick Formula One car. You know, park it at the <laughs> exit of a fucking turn. Like that was just stupid. They talk about safety in Formula One, and you know, we're making all these concessions in the name of safety. And then Especially you do, when it's greasy. And you go do something like that. That's just fucking stupid. Like I'm, that should be penalised. I'm glad they did uh, safety car it because yeah, uh, when the Bianchi thing happened a while back, uh, it was the same sort of thing. Cars in a runoff area. All right, we're gonna have to get marshals and machinery out yeah. and they didn't safety car it and a lot yeah. of a lot of uh, very esteemed commentators said well it shouldn't be necessary you're right it shouldn't but that time it fucking was and a dude well we still don't know if he's going to come out of his coma yeah um, he's paying the price of, yeah he he didn't help his own matters but come on we, we need to look after the drivers when we can yeah, the thing is I love safety cars it bunches it up adds another little element of excitement I just don't like him taking fucking 10 laps yeah. Like, there's an easy way to do it. And I think it's the other thing... Well, for that one, they had the virtual safety car. Why don't, well, instead of a virtual safety car, why don't we just make it that you're not allowed to overtake the Marouches? Oh, right. fuck Do me. that. Then everyone's got to bunch up. Can't overtake. There was, like, a little mini battle behind everyone, but you're just not allowed to overtake the Marouches. That'd be sensational. That'd be, like, the most exciting safety car ever. <laughs> Either that or the safety car is just last year's car. Like whoever the Marouches. <laughs> no, no. Whoever wins the, the world championship, their winning car becomes the next year's safety car. <laughs> yeah, except for these days, the safety car will be going like 10 seconds a lap quicker than the current cars. <laughs> Could be fucking interesting then, couldn't it? <laughs> Whereas if they're like the, the V10 
um, from where was it, 2002? Was that when they were around? 2004 yeah, or something like that? 2004. It could be interesting to see who drove that. Um, <coughs> You'd have to give it to Kuma Sato, surely. Oh, <laughs> could you imagine if um, they had former drivers like yeah. um, Weber? Yeah. Mattel's leading the thing. Weber's driving the safety car. He's like, back this motherfucker up. Break test. Break test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's crashed into the safety car. How the fuck that happened? It's all right, lads. Got another one. <laughs> Payback's a bitch, cunt. <laughs> actually, his book's out too. I need to read that. Yeah. That looks like it'd be too, fantastic. Actually. Yeah. Did you see, uh, <laughs> I think it was, um, who's the New Zealand fella, Mitch, racing GP2, I think it is, GP3, Mitch Evans? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, um, I think he's, He's under Weber's wing doing something with him, but uh, he posted a picture of um, him when he was, I think, five and now when he's 20 or something like that. And um, Evans like, geez, what happened? And Weber replies, your balls dropped, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dry. Like, but, yep, that's pretty much it. But yeah, I mean, towards the end, the good thing was seeing um, both Marouches managed to finish the race. Yeah. They've been doing pretty well in terms of finishing. Yeah, they have. Um, we remember it was at Chilton when he was with them or Marusha or Mano or whatever they were and that guy he had like a incredible run of finishes yeah in fairness they've got the Ferrari engines which are probably yeah. the second best engine on the grid and they're not really pushing them that hard that's exactly right I mean it seems like they're rev limited or something yeah and aero isn't hasn't been developed at all since last year or anything so no I think their aero is pretty much just uh, give a four year old a crayon yeah and uh, see what works and I mean, they're doing a good job for, you know, what their budget must be. 10 bucks. Yeah. Fuck all. Yeah, Run on credit, more or less. <laughs> Just trying to find um, any banks that'll give them a credit card and away you go. Um, but yeah, like you said, with um, Hamilton getting the undercut, um, Williams was a bit too late on that call. I thought Williams should have been driving the race there and initiating the call to guard against the undercut. I thought it could have been a chance that they bring Bottas in and um, mm. stick him on a uh, different strategy to... Felipe. To me, that would have been smarter because yeah. Bottas is getting held up. All right, drop him back, get some clean air, yeah. get some new tyres, and yeah. off you go. Um, but instead, they just sort of did a wait and see, wait and see, yeah. and they didn't have the initiative. They didn't control the race. Yeah. And one thing I think with Williams is that they have tend to have shown that their pressure decision-making has been horrible. Like they've well, made... it's been conservative. Yeah. They've, well, they've made off-track good, good judgments mm. off-track and good mm. calls off-track. But when it's in the crunch time, and that's that's a winning time. It seems like fail. no one wants to be wrong. Yeah, so yeah. instead of taking what seems like a risk, yeah. uh, no one wants to be the one to front up with Frank and Claire and say, oh yeah, I fucked up. Yeah. So I don't know whether that's uh, a, a top-down issue and everyone's just trying to yes-man it or yeah. whether it's just the way they've decided their season's going to be. They wanted consistency rather than to go for wins. Um, yeah. But if you're not trying to win... What are you doing out there? Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I, I dare say, if you got Will Stevens leading a race, he's going to try and keep that fucking spot. Yeah. Even if he has to drive Hamilton, Rosberg, and every other tr- driver off the track, yeah. he's going to think, fuck me, I'm in a chance here. I don't yeah. give a shit if I'm in the worst car. Exactly. I want to be on the top step of the podium. Yeah, and I mean, he's yeah, un- a run- unrelentless. Uh, relentless, yeah. that's what he's looking for. <laughs> but it, it seems like the engineers are you know, too worried about offending... Um, the race the the Williamses yeah like uh, it's also is it Patrick Head or Patrick Simmons down there Simmons the one? he's the one that owns the other half of Williams isn't he mm. well not the other half a quarter or whatever he's yeah. got of it. Um, but yeah it, like if you're a race engineer your job is to get your driver as far up that fucking order as yeah. possible and if that means driving 
all the way by your teammate, so be it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're racing him too. Yeah. The the team can say, we want a, the best result for the team. Yeah. That's cool. They'll still sack your ass yeah. if you get beaten consistently by your teammate. And the thing is, I mean, with Robert Smedley coming over from Ferrari, I thought his days of being scared of management would have been over. But, yeah, maybe not. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe there's just too many decision makers. Yeah. Maybe it ends up being a discussion that goes on too long. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, you need that one arrogant, crazy bloke who's like, yep, no, here's what we're doing, go for it. And just no second guessing, no uh, crazy sort of what ifs. You plan ahead. Yeah. If things go to pear shaped, or, you know, in this case, it went brilliantly. They, they wouldn't have expected to be leading on the first lap. Yeah. Um, I think they sort of thought, fuck, we, we, we're in. It's well, like when, you know, the ugly kid asked the hot chick out, and she's like, yeah. You're like, fuck, I didn't even know where I was going to go now. Yeah. Like, shit. That was I don't have any money. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Got to sort some shit out. Yeah. I think, I mean, Ross Perron's always been the. Um, sort of genius in those situations and I think that's where F1's missing out I think he could definitely slot into one of these teams like a Williams or um, McLaren and do a lot of good I think if they could afford him yeah because he, he, he wouldn't be going cheap well no it's a matter if he wants to I think I think money for is just a, a um, side side well, yeah, once, you've, once you're at the uh, top step of F1 and you've been in it a while the money's just a way of keeping score yeah that's exactly right like, I mean, like Newey he's like oh go design yachts Fuck it. Yeah, now he's designing Aston Martin or something like that. He's doing that. And that will be brilliant. I I don't know anything about it other than Newey is designing an Aston Martin. Yep. Aston Martin's a gorgeous car already. Yeah, but it's getting a bit like the 911 where it's just looking the same after the same after the same. Yeah, but I I like that. I I like how they've got just this classic um, quiet aggression about them. Yeah, It's kind of like looking at you like, well, if you want to go, we can go. I'll beat you. Yeah. But we can do that. And I mean, it seems that sort of style is just being copied by every manufacturer now. I mean, right down through to the sort of um, Mitsubishi Lancers, through to the Mondeos, through to... The big open mouth everything. grill. Everything, yeah, the open mouth grill. And yeah. also the, the rear lights, same as like the Jags got now. Yeah. I'd, Aston Martin are kind of more Jaguar than Jaguar. Yeah. But um, Jaguar just tends to make cars for old bankers these days. Yeah. Except with a few exceptions. But... Aston Martin, the sound of an Aston Martin is gorgeous oh, too. Yeah. Just the yep. the design and everything. I, I would love to own one. Yeah. Um, I don't even care what model. Actually, I'd love to borrow one. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, I'd have much more fun if it was borrowed. <laughs> yeah, rental. Yeah, I think about buying one after it. Just kick the tires. Nah, this car's fucked, mate. Yeah, but speak about Aston Martin. Um, there's been rumours this week about them getting involved in F1. Yeah. Um, I I wish it was true, but I. I honestly can't see why Mercedes would translate a uh, 5% because they own 5% of Aston Martin. Yeah. Why they would bother bringing Aston Martin in and rebadging their own engines. And Aston Martin's not going to develop their own engines. Yeah. So I really don't get why they would what's in it for them. I think it's just the straight up um offsetting the cost of engines mainly. That's the, that's what they've said. Mm. But I mean like most F1 deals, if it's going to go through, it'll be from lots of dodgy backdoor sort of uh, negotiating and shit. So you could see Red Bull or Dietrich getting together with the um, Mercedes team and they'd work something out, gentleman's agreement, handshake, nothing written down. You know, um, it's going to be good for the benefit of Formula One. Maybe we'll throw a bit of technology your way or something outside of Formula One we'll help you with. Because you got to remember that Red Bull's a fucking big brand. They're not in cars, but yep. they're a fucking huge brand. they got plenty of cash. And they've got plenty that they can offer big car companies like Mercedes. True, true. Especially just in promotion. Exactly. Because 
you know, Mercedes these days, you think of yeah. the most common Mercedes you see are the mummy, mummy mobiles. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see them lined up at the gates of a school. Yeah. And Mercedes make some gorgeous cars. Fuck yeah. Uh, especially the AMG models. Yeah. Well, maybe but only the AMG models. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much only those. <laughs> but they make some boxy, tanky, just yeah. mass-produced crap too. But you can see what their little AMG hatches. Like, I think they look sensational. I love them. You can see them fanging around X Games at their rally yeah. drivers and yeah. that, which Mercedes aren't in that market, but Red Bull, fuck, they own the market. Well, yeah, especially with um, Ken Block and his Fiesta. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, thing. exactly. Well, Ken Block sort of branched out with his Hoonigan yeah. brand these yeah, days. But... Monster as well, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think Aston Martin will get involved directly i i wish they would yeah because i think it'd be a brilliant one for them especially because at the moment they're a british brand yeah and that's kind of it yeah uh i think if they're going to compete with guys like lamborghini uh audi yeah much anything under that brand yeah uh, under the vw uh headline they need to be able to point to that yeah. sort of thing uh and you've got audi smashing the wec yeah. porsche's in there now mercedes and f1 ferrari as well there's really nothing you can point to Aston Martin and say yeah. they own that segment, yep. uh, except for the British segment. British, yeah, the British market, the top gear market, more or less. Yeah, um, um, and th- they're only competing against Jaguar, and Jaguar haven't done shit. Yeah, um, but I think a lot of times when you hear stories like this and they get beat up, a lot of times it's just a decoy, or it's um, yeah. some other sort of vested interest in maybe driving down the desire for them to partner up with a team like Audi or... or Hang on, who are they? The Audi they were, they were hooked. There were talks about Audi a while yeah. back. Um, so I mean, if you if you put Audi out and Porsche, yeah, if you put out sort of this sort of press, it makes Audi and Porsche seem like you've got more options, which gives them less on the True negotiating enough. table. And look, so I'd be surprised like you if they went with Aston Martin, but I think this is a little decoy happening for another. I think we'll see the real contender emerge probably about November once the season's done. And I would say leading those would be Porsche. Yeah, um, I think Porsche I think because. Porsche has largely become irrelevant in a lot of the um, yep. high-end car markets these yeah. days. Because if you're looking at... Uh, the, they make some gorgeous cars. The, the GT3 is a fantastic They've got the, the current winning Le Mans engine, don't they? Porsche yep. put that under the hybrid as well. So you can see some sort of cross-relevancy between those two sporting... Yeah, um, and, those two and Weber two. was in the, the second car of that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's already a link. Yep. Um, I could see a lot of value for Porsche there. Just yeah. because when you think fast cars... Yep. At the moment, it's all um, the Audi R8, Lamborghini. Uh, Mercs the... and Beamers, who's their main competitors, I think. Yeah. I'll put them a little bit above Beamer. Um, yeah. but And maybe a little bit above Merc. But the most common Porsche you see again is the Mummy Mobile, the yeah. Cayenne, which is just a Or, or the, the Mr. Mummy Boxster. Ugh. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not under the thumb. I've, I've got a Porsche. And, and this, dude, is, you got a this is totally my real hair. Yeah, you got a Boxster, champ. <laughs> yeah, in fairness, the Boxster... It is the shittiest Porsche. It's an expensive MX-5. But it's still a Porsche. It's still uh, better than most of the other um, drop tops you're going to see. Yeah. But it's still... It's like dating a supermodel after she's retired for 20 years and yeah. you know, has kind of let herself go. Well, and it's, it's and like, she still expects to be treated like, like a supermodel. Dating supermodels, you know, really nice but not hot younger sister. You know, yeah, that too. So you get you get to be in the same family as the rest of the hot ones, and you get to look at them often, but you, you don't get to stick the key in the ignition. Well, yeah, it's kind of like um, you know, if you go to one of those old swinger parties and everyone's yeah. throwing the keys in the fishbowl, everyone sees oh a Porsche, and then you know the chick sees that it's a Boxster. You're kind of like, 
She sees your keys and throws them back. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, you know, and the same with the cane. It's just a tarted up Tuareg. Yeah. And yeah. I, I can't stand that car. But apparently it sells like mad and you know, the, no, the, the tr- Shermans the, like making their money. The, the truth is that everyone drives cars and not many people know that much about them. That's just the way everything is. You know what I mean? So That yeah. drives me insane. Yeah, me too. Drives me yeah, insane. Anyway, um, back to back to our race. Um, <laughs> Oh, we'll, we'll, we're known to go off track, track here and there. Yeah, Come here. We've got track more than Pasta, I think. Yeah, <laughs> This has gone longer than Pasta's oh, race. Hang on, hang on. Um, Blood 22, that's when uh, Lewis got the undercut, came out just ahead of Perez, which was vital in him um, getting the undercut. But um, this is when he actually started managing his gap as well. He pulled mm-hmm. out to, uh, I think it was two seconds, two and a half seconds, out of DRS range. Um, and then that's when they got the call for uh, warning for rain. And that's yep. when Nico was told to give it everything. Which, that's quintessentially what Christian Horner's going to have to do when Jerry divorces him. Give it everything. Who'd be richer? Well, Jerry now. Sure what she's got and half of Christian, so... Yeah. Actually, how long was that marriage? That was fuck all. They got married like a couple of months ago, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, they're probably still together having a happy life, but... Yeah, that won't stop me from making up rumours. <laughs> um, yeah, that, and then after that's when the science car stopped bringing out the Virgil safety car, which um, which he went through. But, yeah. No, He's been unlucky, Science Junior. Like, I, honestly, at the start of the season, I didn't rate him. Yeah, yeah. But he has done himself absolutely no harm. He's he's really good on track. He's just... The car's a dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I was the same as you. Like, I, I rated him a little bit, but I always thought that um, Tony Felix Costa was going to get the other race seat, not Verstappen. Uh, mm. But, yeah, they've made the right decision. So, that's why I'm sitting here. Yeah, talking bollocks in I there. Would, wouldn't jobs. be surprised if they dropped uh, Verstappen back uh, to another formula next year, just because he he looks good, but he needs a lot more seasoning. Yeah, and he's driving on tracks he's never seen. Yeah, this is true. I mean, but he's still better than half the other people that are driving the thing. So yeah, true. But he's seventeen. He's yeah. got you know fifteen years. Yeah, left in him. So, you haven't seen many people go out and then come back and do anything though. I think maybe Kobayashi will be the last one who had that season out with Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Um. Who was the other one? Was it Deboa from... Or was it Degrassi from... Hockenberg dropped out for a season, didn't he? I don't know. I think he dropped out for a few races. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. It seems just tough to give a 17-year-old a, a car that's yeah. new as well. Well, that's the last time it will happen because they've changed the rules now, haven't they? Where you've got to be 18, I think. Yeah. And, to get but your license. I don't actually agree with that. I think if you can pass the license tests and yeah. people are willing to give you a drive, go nuts. I don't care if you're seven years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I kind of think that'd be a bit rough. But uh, considering Susie Wolf took, what, 40 tries to pass the super license? Something stupid like that. Yeah. And then Verstappen does it in an hour and a half. Uh, I, I think you can kind of say, you know, he kind of deserves it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Susie could be the only pay reserve driver. <laughs> Pretty much. Gives you money and I don't know. Anyway. And that's not because she's a woman, it's because she's shit. Yeah. Oh, she's lo- she seems lovely. Like, yeah, she seems, seems fantastic. Great. I'd and love to have her around the place. <laughs> well, she seems quite passionate, but I think she'd be better off uh, finding an alternate Chuck way to contribute to Formula Williams e. Formula E team. Chuck Susie in there. I think she should get smashed there too. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to give some positives to her. I don't want to completely slam her. She seems nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see Sylvestri in F1, to be honest. Yeah. Simone de Silvestri. I think yeah, she's true. she has a lot of talent. But then again, she's winning in... Oh, not winning. She's competing in IndyCar and doing quite well. Yeah. But, uh, well, anyway. More, yeah. more more tangents. Yeah. Well, we'll we've got plenty more coming up too. Um, so the rest of the race was when the rain started coming in. And that sort of triggered off um, the pit pit stops. Vettel overtake 
We took Kimi and then Kimi pulled in for Inters for the first one of the main yeah, ones he, that Yeah, he pulled in about three laps too early. Yeah, it was. And it looked like Vettel was chasing him down. And it, it, was, a, it was a gamble, but it wasn't just a silly gamble. The track wasn't wet enough, but mm. no one anticipated that it was going to dry out and then come heavy. Everyone anticipated just that yeah. one block of rain and that was it. Well, this is where Williams did make the right choice because Bottas was saying, I need to come in, need to come in. They're like, no, no, stay out, yeah, stay out. Yeah. And that turned out to be the correct choice. Yep. Had he come in, he would have had to make another pit stop and it would have been shit. Yeah. And, um, like, and like they said on the broadcast, was the thing that messed them up was that they had to stack their drivers afterwards. Yeah. And that's why I think that that's why Williams should have uh, driven this race from the front when you can learn from those pit stops where you pit um, Massa on the same lap as or on the first lap for the first stint and you avoid the undercut from um, Lewis and you give yourself that space where when this mm. pistol comes around yep. you're going to have a bit more of a gap where you don't need to, to stack the drivers and like they didn't literally stack behind each other but Bottas had to slow down in order to make sure that that didn't happen yeah he still lost about six seconds yeah yeah and which, which we saw he only just come out in front of Nico after that pit stop and Nico took him in I think it wasn't too much didn't yeah too much unfortunately Bottas probably could have been on the top step and he had to settle for fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, it, it's still a good result. Yeah. But nowhere near what he could have been. Yeah. And I mean, Hamilton got lucky for the for the lap that he chose to pit. And they were saying that uh, him and Vettel, well, I heard Vettel's post-race uh, comments, and he said that he was just a split second, up, diving in, let him know, came in inches, and as simple as that. It was just a, a line call where it was mm. one that he made. Uh, yeah. Came in. I think Lewis was the same, and... When he was going into there, it looked line call. As soon as his tyres went on, it started bucketing down. Yeah. I think um, if they could decide the perfect moment, it was probably about 30 seconds after Hamilton did. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you can't do a lap in 30 seconds. So yep. that was the prime lap to come in. Yeah. And Vettel was probably right on the dot. Yeah. Um, he had the absolute perfect chance. And even with that, he, he had just some serious pace. Yeah. And look, this gave the sort of a crescendo to the race which I really enjoyed as well I thought it was a good little variable that came through and one that you can usually expect at the British Grand Prix a bit of rain yeah yeah. so you just have to make sure you keep that clean for the cricket because don't none of this bullshit Monty Panisar and fuckers hanging on for a day batting blocking and doing a Graham Gooch yeah no they're going to get smashed yeah so yeah the rain came too late for Kimmy who pitted uh, about three laps too early um, I, I feel sorry tires. for Kimmy he was chewing their ear off as well in the um in the radio message, yeah. they're trying to tell me everything, and he's just like, "Just shut the fuck up." Yeah, exactly. And I mean, especially since you, you can't really understand Kimmy's English at the best times, and the Italian team usually speaking Italian, so I don't know how they talk at all. What do you want me to do? Just shut up and let me drive. <laughs> I think I was forced India. <laughs> yeah, I can't do. A, I can't do a Riken an accent. It's it, it's unimpressionable. Yeah, I think I need to remove all emotion from my from my yeah, head. I, I think you did pretty good. Like before we started recording, I was pretty decent, but could be just a bit of the the spotlight. Yeah, no, that was way off. better. In fact, it was perfect. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. I wish you could have seen it, heard it. Yeah, I'll, I'll draw a picture. Um, so yeah, that Vettel came out in third place after um, the following pit stops happened. That was yeah. Yeah, what he gained out of it. Um, Lewis overtook Massa easy on Inters. wasn't really hard to regain that place again. And then Massa came in, obviously, the lap later, which led to the double stack, and that's when it all went to shit for Williams. And they would have some serious meetings about their strategy calls, uh, yeah. pressure decisions. And their, their speed in the wet, it was terrible. Yeah, well, I th- it looked like... Because when you saw at the start of the race, when they were getting off the line, you'd see them around the corners, and there'd be a little bit of a twitch in the rear end coming around high-speed corners, but it'd be controlled 
switch, which mm. makes me think that they actually got a pretty decent aero package there. It looks simple, but it looks like it might actually be quite effective, but it looks like they're lacking mechanical grip because as soon well, as the rain hit... It might also be their gear ratio. Maybe they're a bit uh, lower geared or they've got a bigger gap between, say, third and fourth than uh, Mercedes. Yeah, it could be Because if they're getting on the gas too soon and there's too much torque, you get spin in the wet. Yeah. But they just seem to be so ginger. And we didn't see them spin in the wet, so they didn't push it too far. Yeah, but that's the thing is they couldn't push it too far. You can see mm. him definitely struggling around corners and you see him getting out of shape a lot, like lots of um, the arse trying to come around. So I think maybe their strength, because they just brought a new aero package from the last testing as well, I think, because we had the fast fast tracks and they've got the more twistier tracks coming up. And um, I think, yeah, they maybe just lack their mechanical grip and they got exposed in the wet. But um, yeah, only they, they will know that. It's just postulating, really. Hey, we're, we're like real journalists. We can make shit up. Well, yeah. Well, to be honest, listen to the, the commentary on Sky coverage. It was, I mean, I like DC. I don't DC. I like Damon Hill. I like Brundle. Um, I like Bruno Stenner when he's doing his, his um, analysis. But the rest of them are fucking shithouse, to be honest. I'm yeah. thinking, if you want to rattle on and pretend you know what you're talking about, get a podcast like us. Yeah. And we can pretend we're the best. The fucking over can. It's, uh, yeah. It also, it's hard watching Silverstone with the. British commentary just because they're so parochial uh, I'd look, I don't pretend that Australians are any different no. but it just gets boring talking about the crowd how much they're saluting Lewis oh, Hamilton it's just and, outlandish statements too like saying that the uh, fuck what was it the maggots what's that the maggots section, and beckets maggot, maggots and beckets in that sequence of corners saying definitely one of the most beautiful in the world like get the fuck out are you serious like, probably the best I could come to mind would be Laguna Seca with the corkscrew and uh, yeah. leading up to that over the blind hill. I or mean, Parabolica. You've got Parabolica, yeah. You've got the sequence of a rouge coming up uh, yeah. the left, right, then over the blind crest. Uh, bath at Monaco. And then you look at this and it's just like a squiggle. And yeah. Not interesting at all. At all. It's, uh, you know, one, two corner. Uh, that's fine. <coughs> fine to be proud of your home race that's alright we, we gave the English lots of credit at the start of the show so now we've got free reign we can just slam again now yeah I mean, look in fairness it has been a rough time for English sportsmen that's uh, great love it they, except they, for Lewis Lewis has been killing it so yeah they haven't really won shit except for Lewis Hamilton and, and on top of that they get to beat a German which <laughs> on top of that, they do they're, plus they're winning stuff for the Germans as well so kind of a you know uh, uh, backhanded slap is that what they say backhanded compliment compliment I don't know some but, shit it's it's one of those better than poking the eye with a sharp stick kind of thing. Yeah. So he's like, I beat a German for the Germans. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, look, they they got out and supported him. That's the so most important. You could be driving for VW, so it could be worse. <laughs> You'd only need one tank. I have helped you not. <laughs> but um, no Polish Grand Prix is there. <laughs> but it's good to see they turned up, even though they knew it probably rain. Yeah. They all had their umbrellas. They still turned up. Um, there's plenty of tracks that can't say that. Yeah, and plus with the the ticket prices are fucking expensive as like the cheapest one's like ninety nine quid in Australia. That's like that's like three million, like three million bucks or something like that. <laughs> and the thing is, that was a price reduction. And like we said at the start, they've just had or well, they got Wimbledon going. They just had the Formula E weekend. The Ashes have just started. So when you're looking at, uh, they try to promote this as a family race. When you're doing your family budget, um, I mean it's. All these events being packed out, it's pretty hard to squeeze that in. So it was an excellent job from the families of um, Britain. See, what you need to do is uh, all the British guys that go to F1, grab the family, 
Come yep. over to Australia and see Bathurst yeah. and see how they handle that shit. So what you do, you go in about a week earlier, bury a couple of cartons, yep. um, make sure it's in a spot you remember, yep. and then you leave a little uh, a tarp yeah. underneath the fence yep. so that next time, come back in, climb under the fence. Makes it easier to slide in the carton too. Yeah, go grab your tinnies. And, uh, you know, there you've got your, your beer, your racing, yeah. maybe a chair. And if there's a portaloo nearby that's not full of other people's fickle matter, that's yeah. even better. And when you go home, take your fucking backpackers with you. Just keep on doing dumb shit in the bush, like, you know, going for a run without water. And uh, there's another dude in uh, Northern Territory that got lost yeah. again. And it's like, dude. Uh, but in fairness, our backpackers over there tend to impregnate all their youth and then fuck off to Australia. So no, that's, that's true. Start probably, fights. Yeah, probably fairly even. Yeah, but just don't... Yeah, fair enough. All right. Yeah. I can see on that one. All right, so should we move on to next round? Yeah, next round, they're he- heading off to the Hungaring. Hungaring. I still don't know how to say that properly. Hungaring. Uh, Budapest. 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 Um, good things about Budapest. Yeah, sure. So they have... I remember I used to work with a chick from Hungary, and she was saying that the food in... Budapest is amazing. Crepes, especially, she was saying. Crepes. So there's more useless information for you. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Budapest, eat a crepe, watch some races. Yeah, this is one of the ones that uh, Ricardo won last year. Uh, he's not going to win this year. No, no. In fact, looking at last year, it was uh, Ricardo Alonso Hamilton. Yeah, actually, it was on my birthday last year. I had, I had some money on Ricardo. Yep, you would have lost it. No, I won. You won the race. No, you would have lost it uh, this year, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, when it happens, then, yeah. But yeah, he, he ended up um, one, Alonso two, and Hamilton three. You're not going to see Ricardo and Alonso there. Yeah, uh, it's just not going to happen. Well, they'll be there, just not on the on the podium. I don't know if they'll finish. They might be there. I don't know. But uh, this the Hungaroring circuit has a beautiful long main straight. Uh, the DRS zone will be there, and that's just going to be heaven for Mercedes and Williams. Yeah, um, they're going to be able to overtake on the inside or the outside. Because when you're coming in, um, the outside turn into turn one, even if you're stuck on the outside there, you can hold your line and then you've got the inside for the next little left. Yeah. And it's it's just a, a perfect passing point. Uh, if you've got the more powerful car and DRS, there's no reason why you can't get by if you're even within the 20 metres of the yeah. guy in front of you by, the, by three quarters down the main straight. Uh, and then you've got a little bit more straight to just consolidate your lead. And the thing is, with Mercedes, like everyone talks about they've got out and out the fastest engine but they got just about the best aero package too they do and it's just integration with their chassis and engine well it's not just the top speed either it's the most economical engine out there yeah Uh, reliable it's super reliable Um, they have got the best package possible yeah Uh, they've managed to push the envelope as well as keep it reliable which if you can do that you're going to win so it's always going to be hard to chase down the Mercedes unless you have um, varying conditions with a bit of rain or something or I don't know, Bernie, turn the sprinkles on. Yeah, or unless you can innovate your way out of it, which at the moment no one really can. Well, you can't because you're restricted with development, which is what Fernando has been going on about the shit because you understand what you need to do, but you physically are not allowed to do it. So you're stopping the sort of flow of ingenuity coming through Formula 1 and down into road cars or whatever else can be applied to, which is pretty um, diverse in, in where it goes. Yeah, it, it, he's right with that. And I can see they're trying to save money and you know yeah. minimise development during the season. But I do think that during the off-season, yeah. it should be helpful leather. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the argument is that you want small teams to compete with the large teams. That just won't happen. No. Um, yeah. The only way it does is if the smaller team innovates enough that they can counteract the budget of the big teams. 
Yeah. Like uh, what happened with Braun. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. managed to in- innovate the blown diffuser, and all of a sudden, yep. every other team's trying to play catch up. But yep. uh, by that time, it was too late. Exactly. You cannot beat the big teams unless you innovate. Yeah, and I think the best example of this from this race would be the interesting new nose design of the Force India. Um, if you had have seen it, we'll probably put a picture up on our website, which I definitely will. Um, we've got a couple of nostrils. Well, yeah, I definitely will if I probably remember. <laughs> I probably will if I yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, it's got a couple of new nostrils on it, which is interesting development. A um, little loophole, which other teams hadn't considered. Apparently, what it does also is allow airflow to be more consistent coming through under the nose and through the splitter there. And they can shape uh, vortexes uh, between the wheels around the Coke bottle. That's what they say. But um, it's very just on the limit of the legalities. One of the things were that it has um, sort of a ducting underneath it, which means that if you're looking straight down, you can't see through to the bottom. It's only at the angle you can see sort of the road or the back of the car. So somehow that makes it within the legalities of the <laughs> um, error in front of the crash structure and it's still passing crash crash testing. Um, also, it's, it seems like they've got more rake on the car for this race as well, which would have helped to have a lower angle of attack on sort of front and rear wings, allowing them a bit more speed without sacrificing some downforce and grip, which I think is, is a big reason why you saw Nico Rosberg, uh, Hulkenberg have a bit of a flyer off the start and hold mm. it. Well, yeah. Do you reckon they just hire one person to look for loopholes and shit? Yeah, probably. Well, to be honest, they've probably got, I don't know, like a sweatshop back in India somewhere with people <laughs> just figuring this shit out. Well, there's, you know, worse uses for lawyers. Yeah, and like being lawyers and and staff as well. Like I don't know. Yeah, I I do like the look of the Force India. I mean, those uh, nostrils. Yeah, I like it. Sort of uh, look a bit like the old Monaro bonnet. It looks like um, the stretchers using uh, AFL and that where you carry yeah, someone off. <laughs> You're like the little handle where well, it's, the, not, it's not as a crash. Instead of having the truck come out, you just get a marshal each side, stick his hand there, lift it up, away you go. Yeah, or like the Baywatch flotation device. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the one breasts. that wasn't boobs. Bre- oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going there? <laughs> but no, I think... It, and it just shows the small teams, like you are saying, where you've got to smart your way out of it. And so mm. I really love the way they've been thinking there at Force India. They've been doing a lot. And there's a VJ Malia who came up with the term Uncrap F1. Yeah, I think that should be a t-shirt. Yeah, uh, in, so do I. In fact, they could probably make a fair bit of cash out fact, of it. In that, fact, that's the worst idea ever and nobody else do it, okay? Just, <laughs> they'll be on our website next week. <laughs> It, it might be hand drawn. Be on there. <laughs> Don't care. You know, it will be, be permanent marker on white bonds t shirts or something like that. But yeah. um, that yeah, yeah, we've got three weeks until the uh, hungry race. Um, I think we will see a bit more innovation in the arrow, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. That's the only real movement they've got yeah. because the arrow is the most expensive uh, thing they can innovate. Yeah. Yeah, and especially with the testing they've just done, it takes a little while for those parts to come through and the variations to be made after the testing. So you look at sort of the fallout from those testing days coming around this race as well. Yeah, I think you're going to see a little bit bit of a shake-up come hungry, but I think it's still going to be Mercedes head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah, I agree. Um, And you might even see uh, Williams make another step towards Ferrari. Yeah, well, you picked the Williams to finish on the podium for the British GP, I think. Almost got there. He's got Shaft on that one. Got us. So, yeah. Um, Shaft on that one. I'm a bit. blaming Hamil- uh, Massa for fucking me up. Yep. Oh, just blame. blame. Um, I was right. Massa was wrong. S- Rob Smedley. Blame him. Fuck it. Why not? I'm blaming everyone. 
I'm blaming Toto Wolf as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Santa, I, you prick. I think that's probably a, a smart call, having the Williams be up there. Um, they'll learn from this last race, and, well, you'd hope they would anyway. Mm. But, um, yeah, I'd have to agree. I think they'll be up there. Um, probably the Force India, as we said before, it's been looking good. They've had a few error developments, which should be able to free up um, a bit more, or allow them to bolt on a bit more downforce with running the extra rake. So, yeah, I think they're probably the, the safe bets. Um, and the only other thing that's come out of, that I think we need to touch on would be the uncrap of Formula 1 meeting that they had where they're talking about what they're going to do for 2017 um, strategy-wise. Yeah, well, they, exciting. all they've really done is talk, though. Um, yeah. Well, well, no, 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 they're changing the... Um, yeah, they're no, doing a little bit in August. No assisted clutch, which was already slated for 2017. They went, nah, that's coming in now. So that'll be on August or next race, I can't remember. Mm. Um, I honestly think the the best thing they can do is allow much wider options for innovation. Yeah, yeah. Open um, it up. Open it up in certain ways to give people a plus and a minus. To say, all right, you can have a bigger rear wing, but you need a smaller front wing. Yeah. Give them yeah. options. Yeah. Um, so you can have a, a shorter nose, but you have to have a, a higher rake yeah. or something. Make, give them a plus and minus because you're going to have some teams go all right, well, this is better for these circuits yep. and this is better for those ones. But we can only pick one, so we're going we're gonna to pick one that goes for these circuits yep. and then another team will go for another one and you'll end up seeing a bit of give and take. Yep. I actually really like that idea. Yeah. Um, so, VJ, if you want to take that on and take that to the Uncrap F1 <laughs> meeting that you're going to be having well, at some gentleman's club somewhere, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you can do that. That's totally fine. Yeah, because also what that allows is different strategies which um, are going to allow for more variables to play out during a race so that let's say you you could have I mean it's always hard to regulate but let's say certain points for error development and certain points for engine development so you're going to have teams which aren't manufacturers of engines but can have their own aero concentrate on error development Mm. and teams who uh, are their own suppliers they're going to have to choose between they're going to follow a strong aero philosophy or they're going to follow a strong engine development philosophy at least that way it allows different teams to catch up but also it'll allow um, the main manufacturers to have more closer racing because you can have an alternate strategy which may or may not be faster but will allow overtaking in different parts of the track. Mm. One other thing about the Uncrap F1 meetings that I thought was good was going to make the cars look better. Yes, yes. at the moment, they look fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, but dude, if, if you could just pick up a pencil with no rules at all and draw what you thought a Formula 1 car would look like at its best, would look nothing like these cars now. No, the, the look was good for late 90s early 2000s exactly yeah but i think uh it does seem that every 20 years you get a massive uh reboot in the way the cars are designed and i think we're due yeah um you look back at uh even the 80s they had the massive tires and the massive rear wing which they're bringing back yeah and those things were damn near uncontrollable for mere mortals yeah and it took just ultimate level of skill to make it around Monaco without dying. Yeah, and usually, I don't know, probably half drunk too. Or something. Well... Yeah, James Hunter's probably high as well, banging one of those things around in the 70s. Who knows? He enjoyed his life. Yeah, but one of the things they said they are bringing back is, I think it was 420mm tyres, mm. tyre width. And the big-ass tyres. Yeah, the front one's going to stay the same. And also allow different um, front wings. Yeah, which I'm a big fan uh, of. Rear wing, sorry. Yeah. Uh, rear wing. Um, they can uh, have a couple of different options. Yeah. Um, I would like to see them adopt a bit more of the IndyCar look. Oh, yeah, that's the thing I was going to mention. Is I really like the look of the IndyCars. I love the, the wheel arch uh, yeah. sort of aero pieces. The canards or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, I don't know what they're calling that, them. That um, cover off the rear wheels. And yeah. Formula E's got the ones that cover off the front wheels as well. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I think that looks really good. Yeah, I, I like the sort of. I like you could be a little bit more aggressive with the Formula E front wing um, sort of wheel arch configurations, but I really like the IndyCar sort of integration of the rear arches into the yeah. uh, main body. looks looks awesome. I really like it. Yeah, so do I. I think um, you might also see that slow down pit stops a bit. Yeah. Because you have to pull directly out. You can't yeah, just pull true. out yeah. for a couple of centimeters and then off. So if you overshoot your mark, then it'll make, um, you know, tenth of seconds or seconds, which is huge. Yeah. And I, I think it, it will increase the pressure on pit guys. But yeah. Good. If, if yeah. they're able to go a full season without a breakdown, I'm just shocked. Fucking oath, man. If you many, especially that, and you've got a wife, Jesus, and kids. <laughs> Fuck, I imagine them trying to figure out that pressure. And just imagine like the amount of training you'd need. Uh, if you're sitting at home and all of a sudden someone flicks the TV on and it's like, hey, he's coming to pits and all of a sudden you've grabbed your plate, <laughs> thrown in the dishwasher, turned it on and then you've got another plate in your hand ready to go <laughs> it's before you like, realise what you've done. It's like a veteran coming back and hearing fireworks or something. <laughs> you got, Shit, what the fuck? <laughs> you got PTSD. <laughs> Jeez, if, you're a new, if you've got a newborn, all of yeah. a sudden you've changed his nappy, uh, put him on a new one and thrown him out the door. <laughs> you're cover! <laughs> you've um, got your hand in the air. Yeah. But um, Delara build those in his chassis as well, don't they? So, yes, they do. So it's not to sort of fire out of the realms of Formula 1 it's definitely something that could be raised in those meetings and I'm sure it will be um, but one thing I do agree with um, sort of the people who are in the strategy meetings is that don't listen to the drivers that's the worst thing you can do <laughs> so I know Lewis has been said, said that yeah, I'd like to be consulted on these these changes no do not listen to the drivers. Judging by his fashion alone, the car would end up looking like the Homer Simpson car. Yes, yes. Actually, his glasses look like um, the the scientists from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Dude? Yeah, those little things. But I think the drivers um, should be able to have an input. They just shouldn't be listened to. Yeah, I mean, they had their driver survey. You know, that was good. All they got shot down. Yeah, refueling. Everyone's refueling. Nah, bullshit. Which, I mean, I, I want refueling, but you've got to fix other things first. Because you can't follow a car then it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, I, I like the idea of refueling, yeah. but I can certainly see why they're against it. Yeah. A lot of tracks, when you can't tell that, it's going to be in your best interest to just fill up from the from the start like they are already. Yeah, and I, as much as you do like variation in the finish order, you don't want to see refueling decide that. Yeah. Um, other avenues we can go, they're going to be cheaper. Honestly, I think the best thing to do would just be give points for fast lap like they do in FE. Yeah. Because well, then you're going to see every car on track putting in quali laps in the last yeah. five laps. Well, I was going to... I was, thinking when I was watching the race today, what about if you had uh, an already determined um, sort of monetary value for each point? So you score a point, you'll get that money like that week. So it's already set up there and you can uh, use that as an incentive to uh, where you're going to spend your development because if you do it early in the year, you might be able to make more money quicker and put that, turn that over into more development as opposed to someone who might have a different strategy of, you know, yeah, a different way. That, that presumes... Bernie and CVC want to give out money. Um, this is true. They is seem true. to be pretty reticent to let a dollar out of their hand unless yeah. they've examined every way they can keep it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't understand a lot of what they've been thinking anyway, so... Um, but, you know, at least we've got some sensible ideas being pushed forward and hopefully Formula 1 can be uncrapped. Well, yeah, and, you know, part of that will be listening to the fans, yeah. uh, or at least some of them. Uh, us, like us, us you know, for example. Us, yeah. Listen yeah. to us. In fact, look, uh, Bernie, mate, if you need a bit of a hand uncrapping F1, we're, we're available. Yeah. Um, look, was, you're, yeah. you're a billionaire, so we're not going to go too crazy. But I think, you know, 50 mil, 
That'd be a fair, fair yeah, call. Yeah, I'd take that. Each. The only thing is, he doesn't use internet, so someone send him a fucking messenger pigeon or whatever he does these days to correspond with anyone. I just, nah, just draw it on his car in lipstick or some shit, I don't know. Yeah, it's, can he still drive? Surely he can't still drive, can he? I think if you're a billionaire, you do what you want. But yeah, that's true, What's going to happen? If he flies, he can drive fucking nowhere, to be honest. He's he a helicopter, drive, or he's driving. He can drive whatever he wants, wherever he wants. What are uh, you going to do? You yeah, pull him over. True. Pull him over and say, you don't have a license? Nah. Yeah. Is this your car? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> All right, I have to call this in. Well, I've already called into the Queen, and she's said, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> do you reckon he'll get knighted? Um... Well, oh, fuck, who cares? Knights what? are full of shit anyway. What's going to happen? Because when you get knighted, you have to kneel. Poor Liz is going to fall on her ass if she tries to put the sword in. Oh, you're going to say, is, oh, oh, I thought you meant like Bernie was going to knight Liz or something. <laughs> get the old duck on her knees, wave a sword around her head. You're knighted. Like, neither of them could lift the damn sword in a few years. Yeah, true. I mean, probably Bernie hasn't been able to lift his sword for fucking decades, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> he's, he's probably got carbon fibre down there. Especially that. I knight you, Sir Liz. With his fucking Bernie sword out there. Donger on the head and the shoulders. Uh, He's probably one of the few to get away with it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If she can get down low enough. That old Bernie. Oh, golly gosh. I just reckon she'd smack him the fuck out, though. Probably. I mean, well, they didn't get to be monarchs from being friends, did they? There's blood and fucking all sorts of dodgy shit. Fucking your uncle, cousins. Both in and out of the bedroom. Yeah. Lots of dodge. Maybe I watched too much Game of Thrones. I don't know. Maybe it was just peaceful and yeah. Yeah, on. no, no, yeah, no. No, the the Windsors were probably the more peaceful mob that got in there. Well, I mean, just look at Prince Charles and you tell me that's not fucking decades and years and centuries of inbreeding. Yeah, then you see Prince Harry and you're like, yeah, one of these things is not like <laughs> <Yeah>. the other. <laughs> Mind you, he's my favourite, so maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah, I don't have favourites. Fuck him. All right, we got anything else? No, all the. Uh, one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hungaring's going to be uh, another couple of weeks away. Uh, we've got a three-week break between the races now. Yep. So we're going to see a lot of new ideas, new packages, and... Uh, maybe a bit of new commentary. I don't know. A bit of luck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll be able to uh, <clears throat> view the BBC. Not stream. What do they call it when you pay for it? <laughs> stream. Yeah. Stream. BBC. Yeah. BBC stream. Yeah. So everyone in London and everyone in Australia who's got a London-based VPN can yeah. view BBC. Yeah. Oh, rather. and it's spectacular, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah. So um. Yeah, we'll be uh, back doing a wrap-up for that race. Also, we'll be doing um, wrap-ups of each Ashes test. So check back in if you want to have a gander at those. And um, Yeah, and uh, if Australians getting whooped, I'll look like a complete idiot. But, um, that's the price to pay. I'll be, I'll be on the same. I've, I'm all in, so... Yeah, I, I think Australia's got that uh, in the bag unless the English weather manages to come across and end it in a draw. But um, look... 
was a great race. I think uh, the uncrap F1 hashtag is trending, and I think it, uh, it's going to gain some traction. Yep. Um, I'm fully supportive of their efforts. Yep, so we'll see you after Hungary. All right, thanks, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.